So my mom's birthday is on October 28th, and uh, we were gonna go have lunch and, and do something else. And on that day, she came down to the shop uh, quite early before I was open. Happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> there was a small little display area of, of some, some furniture, and, and uh, so she sat down. And he said, this is an unusual present for you. In the past, I have gotten strange gifts, not a wine cabinet, but, you know, strange gifts. Kevin, there's a call for you. Okay. And he went downstairs. I looked at the box, and it's, it was as though the box was looking back at me. Kevin speaking. Yep. No, we still have it. The doors opened, and it was just like a cold breeze coming out. I can't describe it. Just pure evil. I couldn't run away. I couldn't get up. I couldn't, I couldn't get away from it. I knew. I knew it was having a stroke. My mouth uh, contorted, just start to sag, and my eye pocketed. Kevin? Am I going to make it? Is this death? And my thought was, Kevin is downstairs. Am I going to die before I see my son? Is he going to know? Am I going to make it? by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on Hawaii for the Welcome, everybody. Episode 278 of the Iron Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host in the place of being Mr. Jacob P. Sitting right across from me in a lovely Chicago Bears jersey is the Brown Recluse, Mr. Archer. Art, say hello to the millions. What's up, <laughs> millions? I'm looking for a show on, on, on the interwebs called Paranormal You. Uh, but guys, go to capemancoffee.com. Check out their... In- oh, it's called Paranormal State. That's why I'm fucking up. It's called Paranormal State. Uh, but guys, go to capemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the hibiscus tea. They got the cacao butter. Tell them Martin Jacob sent you. Use promo code AMERICA to receive 15% off your total purchase price. Is uh, Katrina Wiedemann? 
uh, from Paranormal State. Yes. Uh, or is it Heather Taddy? Uh, I don't know. I like they, Katrina They both kind of sound like they're from like Nebraska. Yeah, but uh, okay. Anyways, well, um, <laughs> sponsors. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell how hot they are by the name, dude. They both have that Nebraska like. You know, grew up listening to Evanescence kind of <laughs> name, but um, but yeah, guys, use promo code America. Uh, it's hot as fuck right now, dude. It's like nonstop. I know Halloween's like right around the corner, but uh, use promo code America to receive fifteen percent off. You can get um, uh, you can get some fucking sweatpants. You can get some uh, uh it's I think it's Katrina. Yeah, she looks like But uh, anyways, uh, guys, use promo code America to receive 15% off. Get yourself some shorts to save K-Man coffee on them. They got hats. Hoodies aren't out yet, but they're supposed to be putting out a new batch of Caveman Coffee hoodies. Mm. So you can rep that shit. Use promo code America once they come out. They should be coming out hopefully by late September. Uh, and that's it. Tell me about me, too. Let me look up these pictures of Katrina from Paranormal State. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also distracted by Amber Mid Thunder, my new uh, Woman Crush Wednesday. But, anyways, guys, speaking of sponsors and hot women on the internet, guys, make sure you head on over to SukerApparel.com where the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch has put together an illustrious, beautiful array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So, head on over there, uh, buy a t shirt, buy a hat, buy a t shirt. It was Katrina. No? I got to keep Googling. Not her. Keep. Keep so, as you were. Uh, but make sure you head on to Super Sucre Apparel. Buy everything with a Sucre Apparel logo that you love, want, and desire. Uh, but before you check out, guys, I need everybody out there uh, to enter promo code Art and Jacob. And the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But guys, Art and I aren't here to talk about our favorite Hollywood crushes. Mine being, you know, Amber Mid Thunder from the new Predator movie or Art's crush that he's looking for. She, she wasn't really my crush. She was just kind of like the only hot girl on that show. So the only reason why you watched or what? No, I mean, so there was a. So if anyone's listening to this and they're like, oh, Dibbit Box, right on. Um, but. There was a show called Paranormal State. There was an episode in particular that creeped me the fuck out mm-hmm. where, like, they go to this dude's house and the dude, I guess, is always being haunted by, like, like this creature that comes to his front porch yeah. and, like, sets off cameras, but, like, nothing's ever caught in film. And they ask him, like, you know, is this... They, they do an, an investigation in his house and they're basically like, you know what, like, um, we did an investigation and we don't think that your house is haunted we don't know what's going on in your house and then um he's like it seems to be that it's only when you're in the house that like weird shit happens to like these cameras and like we have this like electronic disturbances with you it's like have you ever like practiced any like occult type of things or anything and he's like i don't practice santeria he's just basically like the 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 thing, the thing that scares me is like when people are like canon and like you could sell like the fear in their faces and like the fear like in his face was like one hundred percent real and he's like, no, I never really practiced anything, but he's like, but when I was a kid, I sold my soul to the devil oh, and God like and he's like, I thought it was just like innocent kid stuff, but um, like I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like I'm pretty sure like that's what's been haunting me ever since. And like, dude, like the, the, the whole thing of that episode, cause literally the, the, the reason I kept watching the shows, cause like they would always go here and then like, no, they would find nothing. 
and then they would be like, like the premise of every yeah, ghost and it was show. like, all right, cool, they found nothing. But in this particular episode, the fact that that dude like sold his soul to the devil, I'm using those air bunny quotes, and it like changed the episode. It was like the one episode where they kept seeing like the Shit. computer glitch out and things like that. It was like the one dude that sold his soul to the devil. It's a good episode. I've always wanted to rewatch that episode to see if it's as creepy as I remember it. That's some heavy shit, though. I mean, we'll get into it, like when we talk about like the the Dybbuk box and whatnot. And I guess that's not to spoil the lead, but insert picture here, uh, episode two seventy eight, the Dybbuk box. Um, but I I do think there is something behind like when you give weight to like negative energies like that to the devil or a Dybbuk or a fucking you know anything of the evil nature or whatever right like when you give them when you feed into that i do think there's a reciprocating energy that that takes place but art you want to go ahead and jump into the episode now that you got everybody freaked out and pissing their yeah, pants yeah sorry that's a good that's a good tone setter i guess the other tone setter is that the hot girl's name was heather ah okay that's <laughs> finally found it but anyways guys divot boxes pretty fun shit man um this is a topic that I don't know if you put this on the topic list. I don't know who did. It was just on the topic list, but I might have put it on there and forgot about it. But like, um, this is a topic. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's a pretty fun topic." You know, it's not Halloween yet, but I'm trying to do things to put me in the Halloween mood. Fucking Walmart and Target got their decorations out. So <laughs> it's, it's a hundred and fucking ten, dude. One hundred and twelve on going, Tuesday. I'm going to LA on Sunday to try to escape the heat. It's gonna be ninety five degrees in LA, dude. Damn. It's like that. You're not even escaping the heat in L.A., dude. I was like, dude, we went to to see a Galaxy game in July, and it was like 88 in July. It's like now it's hotter, and it's closer to fucking winter. Fall, and, yeah. Yeah, oh, my God, dude. It's fucking disgusting. But anyways. Global warming my ass. Yeah, dude. Tucker Carlson. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but um, anyways, guys, uh, dip it boxes. Uh, it's something that I came across probably a while back and found kind of interesting, but like I didn't think that it was going to be strong enough for a topic. So it's been getting pushed down the can, pushed down the can. And then eventually I was like, it's strong enough for a topic now. Yeah. Uh, new developments new as of 2021. Have, have yeah. made it. And, you know, in preparation for this, Jacob will listen to other podcasts. So I kind of started doing that. And so, Every podcast was like a copy of a copy of a copy. And I was like, I think we should start like every podcast does it and start by telling the most famous Dibbit story. Okay. Are we on the same page there? Is that where we should start? Let's do it, dude. So let me, let me. But put your best monotone voice on because every fucking podcast that I listen to is the most boring shit on the Dibbit Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um. Is is the guy's name Kevin Kevin Manis? Kevin Manis. You know what? I'm gonna do the Cliff Notes version of it, unless you have like the play by play one. By all means, sir. So Kevin Manis, right? I suppose he owned like a thrift store. Is that what was going on here? It was like, like an antique shop. Yeah, and like a furniture refurbishing store. Right. So I th- so eventually he comes across a dibbit box on the interwebs. I believe eBay. No, no, no he did not <laughs> run across it on the interwebs. So the story is, is that, okay, he- Oh, no, okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. you tell the story. Go okay. Do you, well, no, you no, know. no, go for it. I just realized something, but yeah. Oh, okay. So anyways, Mr. Kevin Manis, you know, he owns this, you know, furniture refurbishing store. And with that, you know, you don't always have people just donating that stuff so you can turn around and make a profit on. No, so you got to do some work. So he was, you know, heading, you know, he was heading up the local 
uh, yard sales, and he came across this estate sale in Portland, Oregon, uh, back in 2001, around September, around this time in 2001, so about 21 years ago, uh, in Portland, Oregon, he runs across this estate sale, and he comes across you know a few items. I think he he bought like a lampshade and a couple other things, and he came across this like wine box, right? And so he pays for it or whatever. He you know he gets like he buys it for 20 bucks or whatever the fuck he's gonna do. And he, in his mind, he's like, okay, I'm gonna sand it down, give it a new coat of lacquer or whatever, and then you know put it you know on this new site called eBay. And, you know, make a killing on it or whatever, right? You know, flip a profit, right? Uh, and then uh, this young girl comes up to him and is just like, oh, you bought the Dybbuk box. And he's like, Dybbuk box? What the, what the fuck is that? She's like, well, my, you know, my grandmother, she just passed away. She was 103 years old. And, um, you know, basically her story was is that, you know, she grew up in Poland and, you know, around the time that she became of age, like the Nazis came in, you know, they're like, we are going to, you know, put all the blonde haired, blue eyed, you know, men in charge of this world. And, you know, eventually James Franco is going to be playing fucking Fidel yeah. Castro in a movie uh, or whatever. Right. And so, you know, she her, her and her family were caught and put into a concentration camp and um, she was the only surviving member of her family because she escaped, you know, let's just say fucking, you know, Auschwitz or whatever. Right. And she escaped to Spain. And then from Spain, she went to the United States, and the only three items that she had was a sewing box, a steamer trunk, and this wine box that she called a dibbit box. Now, every time, you know, the children and grandchildren would ask her about, like, this dibbit box, she would say, do not open it under any circumstances. And anytime you know, they, we would ask her, like, hey, what's a dibbit? She would spit three times into her fingers and, you know, you know say, like, you know, some Jewish prayer or whatnot, right? And so um, basically that was all the information that he gave, she gave him at that time. Uh, and so what does he do? He opens up this big box and he finds <laughs> a cascade of different things in it. So he finds uh, two locks of hair, one granite slab, a rosebud, a golden goblet, two wheat pennies. And I had to Google this. I don't know what the fuck a wheat penny is, but I guess it's like pennies from like, the early 1900s up until like the mm. 1920s, uh, one from 1928, one from 1925, and a candlestick with like a holder, like with like octopus feet kind of thing or tentacles for yeah. like, the, like the the legs of the holder or whatnot. And he was like, hey, you know, let me go ahead and give this stuff back to you because I don't know what the fuck I'm, I'm just going to throw like these locks of hair and these candles or whatever, right? Like, I don't know, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with them, right? These might mean something from you or whatever, right? And the, the the granddaughter was like, no, no, those are yours. Like, you keep that or whatever, right? You weren't even supposed to open this up. Like, this, don't, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is yours. And I was like, well, I mean, I just thought I'd give it back to you because, like, you know, obviously, you know, your grandmother has, like, a really good story. You know story. what? When, when, uh, when I first saw what was inside the divot box, I was like, none of those things sound very maleficent. Like, yeah. Like, I guess the locks of hair are kind of weird, but, like, Parents keep. Do you have a lock of hair of your child? Have you cut yeah. your? Yeah, for his first haircut. Yeah. Yeah, like I think a lot of people do that. Like the locks of hair. I didn't think anything was weird. Like everything was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's like a, <clears throat> like a memento. Like, yeah. You know, like that could, like you said, it could have been like you know her children's hair or whatever. Right? People really emphasize like the the octopus legged, um, the candle holder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, 
it, it was like whatever dude i feel like that could have been like anyone that lives by the ocean would have that shit yeah. like it's like all <laughs> octopus like candle holder <laughs> I, I feel like people put energy into certain things yeah. like that doesn't exist kind like, of thing have you have you ever been like antiquing like so like there's like I remember, like, me and my buddy Daniel, there's an antique store downtown, and there's, like, these giant, like, metal gates that they've, they've been for sale for, like, ever. And it's, like, it was, like, the gates that, like, like the, like, I don't know who the fuck owned it. Somebody owned, like, those giant gates, right? But my friend Daniel would always call them the gates of hell. And yeah. I was, like, dude, that's so sick. Like, I, I always thought, like, man, one day I'm going to buy those giant gates and tell people they're the gates of hell. Because they're dope looking. Like, they look all gothic and, like, mm. I love that about them. But, like. But in reality, it was probably, like, some Mormon like, Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> probably, like, the, the fucking, like, founder of Bakersfield. Like, Colonel <laughs> Baker's door or some shit. Like, I don't know. Some bullshit things. Which still would be kind of cool. But, yeah. like, like. But it doesn't have the same energy as the oh, gates yeah, of yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. The gates of hell. Or, like, those, like, haunted, like, dolls that are always down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those dolls are fucking creepy, dude. dude it's always weird. Like, okay, so, like, back in the day, like. They didn't do very well with like black skin textures, so they would paint like dolls like black, black, like it to represent like a like a black person, like a black doll. They would go like they only knew like black, like that was the only color that they had. <laughs> they really leaned, and into it was it. like fuck, that's terrifying. <laughs> like, like obviously, like no human, like you know, is that color. Like black people have like a shade of. Brown. It's just a brown, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, but for some reason, back in the day, like, brown, like, darker brown wasn't invented yet, so they would just go, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, dude, I'm serious. That's go a to, new level of racism go, right there. Go to those like, antique stores and, like, look through their dolls, and every once in a while you'll spot, like, one of those black dolls that are like, fuck, it looks like a voodoo doll type of shit. <laughs> it's weird. It's creepy. Those do give me, like, bad juju where I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Creepy, dude. Tells from the hood. Yeah, like, I don't know. Kid, you're telling me kids used to play with that shit? Like, Fucking demonic ass kid, dude. I know my kid. Like he was showing you before we started recording all his Nightmare Before Christmas toys and he shit. You should buy him one of those like creepy black dolls <laughs> and see how he reacts. Just like leave it in his room, <laughs> propped up and yeah. shit. Just like put it on a chair and like leave it rocking. <laughs> <laughs> Not you fucking trying to scar my fucking two year old yeah. child. Well, he might think it's cool. Yeah, he he's into pretty, some pretty gothic shit. He dude. is. He's he's all into Beetlejuice right now, and his favorite yeah. scene is like when Beetlejuice turns into like, like that snake and shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty. Always like one of those Tim Burton gods, huh? Yeah, he, he, his his new love is fucking Lydia and shit from. Yeah, he's gonna show up with like a striped sock on his arm, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like one of those metal lynch <laughs> bells and like fucking platform he's shoes. All and Marilyn shit. Manson out here. Huh? Anyway, oh shit. But anyways, um, so after this or whatever, he just decides to keep all this this stuff in the 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 wine box, the Dybbuk box, if you will, or whatever, right? And so he says, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna give that. You know, it's my mom's birthday's coming up in October. I'm just gonna store it in the basement uh, of my shop, and you know, I'll you know just you know put some lemon oil on it, and then you know, hey, just give it to her. Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday, Mom. You know, basically or whatever, right? I just want to say that's a really weak gift yeah that's, that's when, cheap when i shit. heard that i was like who the fuck does that dude i'd be pissed hey like, mom like thank you for birthing me and shit here's some fucking old ass wine box i got out of yard sale yeah it's like uh, wouldn't you be like you own a fucking thrift store dude like <laughs> this is this is some shit i don't want this it's a lazy ass shit you, you right? could have gave me some like old workout equipment or some shit like <laughs> <laughs> or one of those black dolls. I don't even drink wine. <laughs> give me, a, dude, give me that rocking chair and put a black doll in it. God damn it! <laughs> give me those used like arm socks <laughs> with the stripes. 
Anyways. Anyways, so he puts it in his basement and he has to attend to other matters or whatever, right? And so um, when he leaves, he gets a phone call about 30 minutes later from one of his workers. And she's like, oh, my God, there's an intruder in in the store. He's in the basement or she, we don't assume gender or whatever in the story. Uh, But, you know, they're breaking all sorts of glass and saying all sorts of naughty words or whatever, right? I swear to God, that's what they said, right? And he, you know, he gets down, he, he like peels out over there and whatnot. I don't know why they didn't call the police or whatever, but he peels out over there and he can't get into the store. Everything is locked in the store. All the windows are locked. The, the front door is locked. He can't get down to the basement or whatever, but somehow he, he manages like Jimmy his way into the store. He finds the worker like crying in the corner saying like, oh my God, I just smell a bunch of cat pee. Like, I don't know what's going on, but there's somebody in here with us or whatever. Right. So he, you know, Kevin Manis being the, you know, the mighty Thor man that he is, he goes down to the basement and he doesn't see anybody down there. And like I said, there's no way to get in or out, you know, besides the one entrance into the store that was locked up. And the worker was like, yeah, nobody left. Like he's the person, whoever's here is still in here or whatever. He's like, dude, like, no, there is nobody left in the basement. And so he's like looking around and he goes to turn on the light and all of the lights, all the incandescent lights, I guess they said it was like 30 of them. All of them are shattered. Shattered and destroyed. Yeah. Dude, it's that shit's straight out of like a paranormal like movie. It, speaking of, I know eBay will eventually play it, and I was like blowing my load when I got to the eBay part of it, but uh, I just got this thing right now saying like, this auction is about to end. And um, uh, this team called the Whalers, um, it's not, it's, it's not an NHL team, but... Um, there's sell, somebody selling like a used Whalers jersey, and it has like a bunch of blood on it and stuff. Oh and, wow! And I really wanted to buy it, <laughs> but it's way out of my price limit now. Like, you better put some fucking rubbing alcohol on that shit so you get fucking. It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear it, but like, it's it's um some good blood, man. Was it like the Thrashers or the the Brawlers or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. I forgot. I th- whatever that one with the mascot that has like their mascot is a trash can, and like they're all about like fighting each other. Oh, they're the from, Netflix one? Yeah, they're from that, like, thing. Like, the whalers are from that thing. That's where there's so much blood on it. Oh, wow. So I, I wanted to buy one of them, but it's Oh, like, that hockey team that's owned by the mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's way out of my price range now, so I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, dude. But, like, collecting jerseys is fun. I would have been this guy. I would have gave my mom a bloody jersey. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been a better one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, here you go. But anyways, yeah, he shows up. He says that he smells... uh I believe he said it was jasmine that he's, mm-hmm. he walks in and he gets hit like with a wall of the smell of jasmine, which it smells like straight up roses. Like mm-hmm. that's, that sounds like a really pleasant smell to me. But And then he walks a few feet further and he gets this wall of cat urine, which will play into you know further stories. I, I will admit cat urine is like the worst fucking smell. Yeah. I used to have a cat and like every once in a while she would get locked in my room because I didn't know she was in my room. And I would just lock her in there on accident, and then just like she'd be so pissed, she would just like pee on whatever she could, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Fuck!" Like you can't get that smell out. Yeah, dude. it's a rough ass. Smell. It's a rough smell. It takes a few days to get that smell out. You it's to, just below a skunk. Yeah, yeah. You have to like literally like detox the the whole thing, like clean everything. Windows open doesn't matter if it's like thirty two degrees outside. Windows stay open like it fucking sucks. Yeah, so he was smelling jasmine, two different fucking spectrums of scent right there. Yeah. Jasmine and cat pee pee. Yeah, goes down there. the uh, The employee is pretty traumatized. 
Um, no surprise, the the employee uh, quits because mm-hmm. that's what well, that's what women do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tucker. <laughs> uh, she does quit. It is a woman though in a story, right? Correct, she yeah. she does quit, and she's just like, I'm not coming back. Like, Fuck some, this shit, something yeah. was definitely down there. I, they were also saying that they were like uh, demonic screams were coming from the basement, and, and like it. Sounds pretty terrifying. It sounds like something straight out of like a Ed and Lorraine Warren correct. type of story. Yeah, correct. So fast forward, you know, to the next month, uh, to October, Halloween day to be exact. Um, I guess uh, his mother, her actual birthday was like on the 28th or something, but she knows she had to go do something with uh, other family members. So they agreed to have lunch at the, the store on Halloween. So, um, you know, they're, they're eating fucking baguettes or whatever fucking, you know, people yeah. of that ilk fucking eat on a birthday on Halloween or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, all of a sudden he has a call that he has to attend to, right? He's at his shop or whatever. He's got to handle some business or whatever. Right. Uh, before he gets the call, he gives his mother the Dybbuk box and says, Hey mom, I got you this old ass fucking wine box. Happy birthday or whatever. And she's like overcome with joy or whatever. Like she was saying, cause there's an actual interview on the internet with her and shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he gets up uh, to, you know, take the phone call, all of a sudden the mom says she just feels her face start to contort. Like she's, she actually does like the motions like where one eye like goes one way and her mouth starts drooping and like tears started coming out of her, 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 her eyes and whatnot. Yeah. And she says the box <laughs> opens up and starts like she hears like this demonic voice say the I believe the words Kevin or something or whatever, right? Kevin can wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like, she's saying, like, I'm having, like, a full-blown stroke. Yeah. And uh, she fucking was on the verge of dying until Kevin comes back and was like, oh, shit, Mom. Sorry I gave you this fucking cat pee-pee fucking uh, Dybbuk box. <laughs> and then fucking rushes her to the hospital. Luckily, they were able to save her life. Uh, but under unfortunately, though, she, I believe it was, like, her whole left side was, like, permanently paralyzed and whatnot. And when you see, like, the, the interview with her, like, on the internet... It's kind of sad because you can still 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 see that she's like struggling with the effects of the stroke, and um, she like recants recants all this, and she was like, it was like the most terrifying moment of my life. Uh, but while she's at the hospital, like you know, they're trying to talk to her, trying to you know get her to you know come to or whatever, right? Connect the brain stem back to you know yeah, the, yeah. The, the the cells or whatever to get you know normal function going again, and so she starts spelling out um, to her son. She no said, gift. no gift. Yeah. And the son is thinking like, oh, okay, maybe she's just forgetting. Like, no, mom, I did I did get you a present. I got you this lovely wine box that was from Poland that survived uh, the, the werewolf women of the SS and whatnot, right? Oh, looks like we got some comments down there. Yes, we do, on Facebook Live. Yeah. And um, she's like, she starts shaking. She's like, no, no, no. She goes, hate gifts. She starts spelling it out. She says, hate gift. Yeah, that's pretty pretty intense, dude. Um I so when I heard that in the story I was like, maybe she was like she was like, This is a pretty hateful gift, dude. <laughs> this is like you could have done better, like Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You think you think she would really correlate like a stroke with like a demonic box? Yeah. That wouldn't be my first thing that I would think of would be like, Oh, it was that box. Yeah. Well, oh. apparently she did say it opened up and it said some fucking demonic shit to yeah, her. It said yeah. Kevin or whatever in a Kevin bad voice. Can wait. Season two out now. Yeah. Uh, but Speaking after that, um, <laughs> what? Speaking of shitty TV shows. You know what? Just really quick pin. I, I said a really like mean joke in the Patreon. 
But man, that was such a good joke. <laughs> it's I'm like, I'm so proud of myself for how mean that joke was. And I'm just like, I can't even retell it because it's that mean. One day. That's why it's very important, guys. You head on over to the Patreon to get all of fucking art's fucking mean jokes or whatnot. <laughs> but anyways, back to the big box. Um, so the mom doesn't want the box. <laughs> He's got this fucking satanic box in his fucking shop or whatever. So he decides to give it to his sister. So his sister um, has it for, I believe it's like a couple of days. Yeah, it's like three days, I think. Yeah, but she gives it right back to him. She goes, because this thing will not stay closed. Like it just keeps opening up and bad shit starts happening. So after that, he gives it to his brother and he's saying that like, yeah, the same thing. Like just bad shit keeps happening. I'm losing my hair. I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm a hairy dude, but I'm losing all my hair and shit. And he keeps saying the same thing too, where he's just like, he gets like these wafts of cat piss no matter where he goes. And it's usually like within the vicinity of the box. And then even his, uh, his brother's wife. So his, his sister-in-law was like, yeah, I keep smelling like Jasmine and then cat piss for no reason or whatever. Right. So they give it back to fucking Kevin. And then Kevin decides to have the bright idea to give it to his girlfriend. And immediately after one day or two days or whatever, she gives it right back to him. And so Kevin's like, man, fuck, I can't even give away this Dybbuk box. So he decides to sell it to this middle-aged couple who actually comes into the shop. And they why, only keep- Why would- I, I, Okay, so I've heard this story before, but I, it just hit me. Like, why is he trying to gift this box away so badly? I just it doesn't add up. I, I mean, I have a theory, and I'll get into it. Like when we <laughs> as a as a as a as a professional bullshit detector, I just smell bullshit. But 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 anyways, I I didn't. Realize, I smell bullshit and cat piss. I yeah yeah yeah. But uh, yeah, sorry, the story's not over yet. Continue, sir. Yeah. So um, he decides to sell it to this middle-aged couple. They have it for three days, and they put it on his front porch after the third day. And they say bad darkness. Yeah, apparently, which is like, what the fuck? Why do they talk like cavemen? <laughs> They're just like dumping it. In. I guess it's like in the middle of the night. They just leave it in his at his like front doorstep or whatever at his shop. And Correct. I don't know, like whatever. Yeah. So he has the Dybbuk box for, for roughly about two years. He says during that two year period, he has like all these like terrifying dreams about like this nasty old hag. And one day he's having, you know, a sleepover with his middle-aged sister and brother and their family, whatever, which I thought was super weird as well, kind of suspect. And yes. during breakfast, while they're making pancakes and baguettes or whatever, right? I'm assuming they eat baguettes during this time as well. Wait, uh, do you like baguettes or are you just saying that? Because baguettes are pretty good, dude. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck a baguette is. Baguette? It's like a, it's like a long loaf of bread. It's like when a freshly long thing of bread comes out of the oven. Okay. And it's like kind of hard on the inside and then you cut it and it's all soft and warm on the inside. That's a baguette. Okay. So they were making pancakes and baguettes. <laughs> they were filling the baguettes uh, with chorizo. Okay. Uh, and they were making like a really big fucking chorizo sandwich or whatever, uh, right? Because that's what people do in fucking Portland or whatever, right? Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a Portland thing to do, uh, right? Baguettes. I'm a professional baguette wrestler. Yeah. There you go. I wrestle a giant baguette on stage. <laughs> there you go. Portland all the yeah. way, baby. Um, but like they were having breakfast and they were talking about how each one of them have like this horrible dream about this old evil hag. And then so he calls up his girlfriend, now his ex-girlfriend at this time, calls his ex-girlfriend and is like, hey, when you had the Dybbuk box, were you having dreams about an old hag? And she's like, yes, how did you know? And she goes, well, we're sitting around the dinner table right now, or the breakfast nook right now, eating baguettes with chorizo. Mm-hmm. Straight out on my plate. actually sounds really good right now. It does sound pretty good. Um, 
and with some alucatecal sauce yeah, like yeah. dip it in there and shit like some green for some reason green sounds Ooh, good on that yeah no you ain't lying use promo code R and Jacob I'm pretty sure that still works still active somehow yeah 10% off um, <laughs> but um, they're like yeah like we're all talking about it around the breakfast nook and each one of us that have a Dybbuk box is having these horrible nightmares and having weird things happen my brother's fucking hair is coming out fucking you know you know light bulbs are shattering and she and my sister-in-law she can't quit smelling jasmine and cat piss damn brutal shit man um you know i just another thing that just occurred to me is like how did he never his him and his girlfriend must not have good communication skills if he has to call her like <laughs> after the breakup it's been 10 years kevin <laughs> <laughs> You you're now just asking me this? I moved yeah, on to Jason. Yeah, yeah, it's like please leave me alone. You gave me shitty gifts. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He sounds like a shitty person, but the story's not over. No. Now do you, now he decides he's like he's like you know I have to get rid of this right. You uh-huh. know, I can't I can't sit around the breakfast nook eating pancakes and baguettes having fucking horrible dreams about fucking hags over here or whatever right. So he goes on eBay uh, in June of two thousand and three. And he pretty much writes all that story out. Now, that was a very abbreviated fucking story that I just told. But it's like a super long fucking description of, of this fucking Dybbuk box or whatever, right? So usually like when you go on eBay to buy a fucking bloody jerseys like Art does. Or fucking yeah. me when I buy a fucking classic Nightmare Before Christmas Dibbuk toys for my baby. on eBay right now. Yeah, you can. Well, now you can. Dude, they're everywhere. How much? How much is... dude we should get this one $42 or best offer or best offer how about just 40 bucks I don't know why they need the extra two it's like covered in wax or something oh okay should we do this or do this for a Halloween episode (laughs) open up a divot box yeah find out what's going on there at the there, park, we can do it. There be no demon in here. We're not opening a fucking Dybbuk box in this house. Oh, man. Some of these are really expensive. Oh, look at this one. It's $40. It looks like it was... This is a little more in our budget. <laughs> <laughs> Show the camera for everybody. Alejandra, hook it up. <laughs> anyways. So anyways, in June of 2003, he lists this Dybbuk box... Uh, on the internet, and he has a super long description. Usually, eBay descriptions is just like it's twenty four inches by it's ten. It's got blood inches. on it. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking lightly used. I just rubbed it with lemon oil. Kind of smells like cat pee pee. Yeah. But like, it's like this fucking huge. And you, I think you can go to dibbickbox dot com, and they have it all like transcribed or whatever. And I was fucking like scrolling for fucking ever. I think I spent one whole day trying to read the whole fucking eBay description and whatnot. Mm. I'm like, who the fuck has like time for this? Like, you need like one of those like old school like fucking rolls, like the from that like Moses like wrote down like like the first half of the Bible on or some shit, like just to fucking like contain uh, like papyrus, like yeah, you know? yeah, like it's a, <laughs> 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 like the king is coming, you got to read like the news yeah. or some shit. Like you need a, like one of those like to have the whole description on. It mm. was basically what I'm saying. It was the most extra fucking eBay description of all time, right? Yeah. And fucking, he decides to sell it for $140. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, when you think about it, like when you look at an actual picture of it or whatever, like it's just like, it's got like a nice mahogany finish. It's got some nice like, like nickel fucking hinges. And it's got like this cool like metal, like 
grapes like on the two doors and whatnot. So I mean, it is a nice piece of furniture, if you will. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this whole like backstory, like about the cat pee pee and the fucking broken glass and the demonic Kevin voice that his mom, like even she even he like fucking breaks HIPAA law and fucking throws all of his mom's fucking medical information out there and shit, Damn. like the fucking eBay thing. And but anyways, it stays on the fucking auction on the auction block for like a couple days. And uh, Joseph Nitzke or Joseph Nitzke buys it for one hundred and forty dollars, um, and you know he has to sign like I think like an affidavit, David or something like saying like he understands that what he's purchasing is a haunted object. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is really when the Dibbit Box like story and like why there's Dibbit Boxes on eBay currently right now. This is really what makes him so popular on like it, it, this is becomes like the the hot internet gossip thing like what are you guys doing or not you is the dress know? fucking blue or is it white yeah I was like divot box should we get a divot box you ain't shit until you open up a divot box in your podcast dude I should have brought a divot box ah damn it yeah I have I have like a weird looking box that has like a dollar bill on it oh shit it's kind of weird but my mom keeps like old pictures in it but it's a creepy looking box bring it i'll bring it it's just october it's it's it's, it's not that cool once you open it up and you just see like baby pictures (laughs) art's fucking fucking first like strand of hair and shit it's like me pooping i'm like (laughs) here's a picture of me pooping in a ninja turtles toilet (laughs) yeah it's not that cool but that okay with everything being said now you know the story you know about the divot box you know the history a little bit of the history of the divot box but before we get too into like the Kevin and all that stuff, uh, I do want to talk a little bit of like the history of divot boxes, because or divots, divots in general. Uh, divot boxes and don't really have the longest history, at least not a very well known history. I think that the first time that ever like makes it into popular culture is around like twenty twenty two is the first time you really start seeing the phrase divot box as a as a whole. And the and I actually think it was this guy, <laughs> this guy who like coins the phrase "divot, divot box." box. Uh, but "divot" in general is a is a Hebrew term meaning like to cling on to, and really what what they're what they're trying to say is that it's an an angry spirit that's clinging on to either an object or a person or well mainly a person because in jewish mythology like we have to put it out there it's not even like like angels and demons in the bible right like if you're a christian like you like it goes without saying it's not even a part of mythology it's it's christian fact that you believe in demons and angels or whatever you believe that demons can inhabit a person and whatever right but a dybbuk differs from a demon in that it's a part of mythology so it's not even a part of like the torah or whatever right it's just a part of like a story that's told or whatnot right and it's a possessed spirit that's pissed off or can't move on to the afterlife so it has to inhibit somebody to carry on their final act that will get them on to the afterlife or whatever it's kind of like when you read it it's kind of like an analogy but the only way for it to leave like the host is if it gets exercised or if it finishes its mission. Yeah. Um, but the reality is there's actually not a very long history with divots or divot boxes, boxes, especially divot boxes. Like the that's divot n- box, yeah. There's really not a long 
history of those. Um, so I, I mean, I, I did I, when we first when I first pitched this idea, I thought there was gonna be like way more history there. To be completely honest with you, as much as I knew about it and I knew like some of the ins and outs and why I thought it'd be fun to cover this, I didn't realize that there was like almost no history there. It was like it pretty much starts with his eBay listing. Yeah, the eBay listing is the ninety percent of the history there. And somehow, some way, that story gets spun into becoming a major Hollywood production. <laughs> um, is it the the possession? Possession, yeah. produced by Sam Raimi. Yeah, but yeah, one of the coolest things about that is I didn't know this. You remember rapper Jewish rapper Modest Yahoo? Yeah, I remember him. He was in this movie. Yeah, apparently he's in this movie. <laughs> wow. So um, I thought that was kind of cool because when I was doing research for this. I found this YouTube video, and it was like Modest Yahoo talking about it. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And it just like underneath, you know, like their names would pop up or whatever. It was like Modest Yahoo. Damn, I heard that. And name I was like, "What?" Two thousand and four. What the fuck, Modest Yahoo? He's acting now. Damn. He's like, it's like playing himself, I guess. It's just like, but I think he's playing like some like you know he's he. You know, he's Jewish. He's got the beard. Yeah. I'm just glad they got a <laughs> Jewish representation. Jewish representation. They need to get fucking James Franco. James Franco in here. You're kind of Jewish. We could put a beard in you. <laughs> his grandma on his dad's side was Jewish. Okay, Art. So, uh, but yeah, he's he's in there. And I was like, that's pretty fucking random. I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he's still getting like the dollar seventy five a month for, for every person that <laughs> he could keep his movie. health insurance from his SAG card and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember that hit song he had back in like 2002. I'm trying to search it. It was I'm, like a reggae rap song. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. He had fucking flow though, man. I'm not going to lie. He was better than, he's definitely better than snow. Better, obviously better than vanilla ice. Not as good as the beastie boys or Eminem, but he, he, as far as like white rappers, yeah, but he was he was he was all right, man. He was okay, huh? But anyway, better than snow. That's a bold statement. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to die on that hill, sir. Uh, but anyway, so this this Yosef Nietzsche kid, like he buys the Dybbuk box and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he has it not. He doesn't even have it for that long. Uh, but during his time that he has the Dybbuk box, he he says he experiences like a bunch of hair loss. Uh, bad odors, like I'm. I'm gonna assume cat pee and jasmine. Like he smelled bad, or like he just smelled. The I bad didn't. Smells. I don't know that much about this character though. Uh, but any, but apparently, like his house had like an infestation of bugs. Uh, electronics would malfunction, and then like in his peripherals, he would see like a bunch of blurry objects, like shadow figures, or shadow men, or whatever. Right. So what does he do? He turns around. He sells it on eBay as well, uh, and he writes. Not as long of a description as fucking uh, Kevin Manis did, but, you know, a hefty enough description to let people know that, like, hey, I'm fucking losing my hair. I used to have a fucking sturdy fucking, you know, head of hair like Modest Yahoo and shit, and now I don't. I fucking look like Captain Luke Picard and whatnot. And so he posted on eBay, and I guess his roommate, uh, the professor that she worked for at this uh, museum, uh, got wind of it. I guess his um, he was... A collector of, um, I don't know what the proper name for it is, but like weird shit, like weird, like like holy stuff or demonic stuff, kind of like a junior fucking Ed and Lorraine Warren, right? Like he had his own fucking, you know, paranormal collection and whatnot, right? So Mr. Jason Haxton, 
uh, the multiverse version of Jacob Pixton, I guess you could say. So Jason Haxton, uh, college muse- museum director, buys it from Mr. Yosef Nieske for $280. So uh, Yosef Nieske fucking, you know, doubles his money back on eBay or whatever from this fucking That's how you box. do it, dude. Yeah, so you got you to gotta flip. Not Dogecoin. The move is to fucking flip shit on fucking eBay and whatnot, right? So anyways, he buys it. And the next morning he describes, after he gets the Dybbuk box in the mail, I'm assuming fucking, uh, you know, Amazon primed it, you know, within two days or whatever, right? Uh, He describes like his eye feels like it's like pushed in, like somebody poked it. He's experiencing extreme fatigue. Um, He he has this taste in his mouth. And it kind of reminds me of um, when we did uh, the alien abduction story Mm -hmm. where he has like this taste of metal or copper in his mouth. And I was like, dude, that's that's fucking creepy right there. And I'm like, well, maybe he's just adapting other people's stories here. Uh, but then he also described like he had a bunch of like, you know, congestion in his nose and, and whatnot. But uh, he, he pretty much is like all sold in on the fact that this shit's haunted. It's right up his alley. He's like I said, he's a junior fucking uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren enthusiast. Like when it comes to these things, uh, any. He uh, enlists the help of a Jewish Orthodox bookkeeper uh, named Rebecca Rebecca Ederly, who says basically what it was is it's not a wine box, but it was basically a box that would go to you know Jewish uh, exorcist and would hold like sacred uh, scrolls, like I was making fun of or whatnot, and like those items that that were in there. So like you know the rosebud, the locks of hair. Uh, the octopus candle holder or whatever, like those are being used to exercise Jewish uh, deities. And that the reason why it's called a Dybbuk is because she assumes that when they did that one of the exorcism, they contained the Dybbuk within the box. Damn. Um, I just found out Mazia who's six foot four. That's Damn. pretty tall. <laughs> uh, no, I mean... Th- Every, so as as you were hearing this story or doing research to this story, it felt like such a good movie. Like it was mm. like this is this is fucking made Lionsgate make this into a movie. A twenty four. Here we go, dude. And like I w- I didn't know that the movie The Possession. I'd never actually seen that movie. Mm. Was based on all this. I was trying to like bring it up too to like uh to stream it this week and i i couldn't find anywhere to stream it yeah i didn't i didn't actually go down that road but i did watch some of the uh like the blu-ray things that are available to watch you know that's where i saw myself who was on there um but um okay now that we've now that we know the players now that we know the story i think that there's like a uh actually no let's talk about um Frodo Baggins. Let's, <laughs> Frodo Baggins. Uh, let's talk about Mr. Baggins here. Because he kind of becomes a player in this story too. Oh, Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins, sorry. <laughs> I was I was I couldn't remember his name. But <laughs> but Zach Baggins really goes all in. Like this dude goes balls deep into like And un- if, if if Jason Haxton is a fucking junior Ed and Lorraine Warren fucking wannabe with his like little collection or whatever. Zach Baggins is like full on fucking monster energy drink fucking Ed and Lorraine Warren with his museum. Oh, absolutely. And if you don't know who this guy is, he is like paranormal guy wearing his Ed Hardy shirt, wearing like way too much hair gel, wearing way too much LA looks. Okay, it's <laughs> taking back Sunday haircut and yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like he definitely listens to like 
Papa Roach. I was thinking Papa Roach. What's that one band that's like, I hate everything. Breaking Benjamin. Breaking Benjamin. Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, yeah. He's all about that stuff. And he thinks he's hard. He does one of these. He does like the, because that's like way more metal. Yeah. Than, and those like leather wrist straps for yeah. no fucking reason and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, Accessories. Yeah. He also like says he likes a lot of horror movies, but all the horror movies that he likes are like really shitty like movies from like, like Hellraiser three is like his favorite horror movie. <laughs> the the Hellraiser no one watched, but Alien yeah, I mean he, he did um, uh, paranormal not paranormal activity. I'm sorry, he did um, Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. Sorry, yeah. he did uh, Ghost Adventures. Twenty four seasons of that goddamn fucking series. Yeah. And like I was telling Art before we started recording on the Patreon. I didn't know Ghost Adventure. I, I just thought it was like some like fucking six season. I, this is my ignorance or whatever, right? Some six season series that was like on Discovery Channel or whatever, right? But no, it's like 24 seasons of that shit. And that's just the main show. And then not only is there 24 seasons of Ghost Adventures, but there's like all these spinoff shows about the museum. And then he has another show where like he turns some of these like stories about Charles Manson's haunted fucking TV into like a little like mini movie that's supposed to be played only like on Discovery Plus for nine ninety nine a month or whatever. And it's like super fucking shitty or whatever, right? But like like this dude is like making a killing. He's banging like fucking one of Hugh Hefner's fucking. Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, oh, damn. Holly Madison, I believe. Yeah, like he's like he has like an episode like with her and like like that's like his like his wife now and shit like damn yeah so he's I mean he and as far I mean he's cheesy as fuck but he's fucking killing it financially oh I bet and dude. personally I bet man that you, this this whole ghost hunting thing there's a lot of money in very there. lucrative v- very lucrative look at us we're killing it here with yeah. with covering these topics but uh, yeah I I think that once he becomes involved. It takes an even like higher step into like making this. I don't want to say credible, but like more in the mainstream eyes. Yeah. So you already got a movie that was uh, produced by Sam Raising Raimi called The Possession, and this is all due to like this Jason Hickston fellow because what he does is like he writes a book about like the Dybbuk like Dybbuk box or whatever. It gives it all sorts of lore. So like the 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 legend just keeps on growing. Uh, he sells the rights of this to the producers of The Possession, and him and uh, Kevin Manis are actually consultants on the movie. So they actually are profiteering off of this movie and whatnot. And then in 2016, he actually sells it to Zach Baggins for Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. It, like I said, his haunted his haunted uh, museum that's like fucking Ed Lorraine Warren's museum, but like on Monster Energy drinks and whatnot. <laughs> and so he has it in his museum and it's in this like weird like Tim Burton fucking room or whatever. It's behind like a glass case. And according to Zach, uh, he used to let people that would come and visit the museum, like, take a look at it. Kind of like Robert the Doll. Yeah. Like, it was behind glass and people can look at it or whatever. But, like, don't touch it because, like, evil would befall you whatever. But he stopped showing it to the public because, like, people would, like, according to him, would, you know, suffer, you know, some kind of, like, medical event and had to be, like, carried out, you know, in a stretcher and, or an ambulance and whatnot. And so now, like, if you want to see it, you have to sign, like, this very, like, thick, like, detailed, like, you know, waiver form understanding that, like, if anything befalls you, like, that's your ass, Mr. Postman. Like, you got to fucking, you got to fucking, you know, pay your own fucking bill. Like, Zach Baggins is, Discovery Channel and Zach Baggins aren't going to pay for your fucking ambulance ride or whatever. So, I, I guess, for the most part, like, it's sealed off from the public, quote, unquote. 
But if you go <laughs> on the 24 seasons of Ghost Adventures, like he has like six or seven different episodes, like where him and his buddies are like playing around with it. He made like this big old like quarantine episode where like he opens it up and him and it, like he starts like beating up his friend or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, he gets possessed. Yeah, he gets possessed by the box. Like, dude, that guy gets possessed like once an episode, dude. He even says like during the episode, like, I feel like I have power over the Dybbuk or whatnot. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, even if there there was a fucking Dybbuk living, like a demon, yeah, a Jewish yeah. demon living in this box, like, your fucking 185-pound ass does not have fucking power over a goddamn demon, sir. Oh, my God, dude. Your holy water is not fucking blueberry fucking monster energy drink. I, I kind of want to watch that show, like, watch every episode and just count the amount of times that he gets possessed. Like, he, he literally, like, I've, I've only seen this show, like, four times, like, four different episodes. And I would say in at least three of those episodes, he, like, experiences a moment where, like, his eyes roll back and he's, like, starts, like, staring into the camera and being like, I, I, I am the, I am Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker now, <laughs> or some shit. And then, like, starts punching himself and then going, oh, what, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot of that. And it's a lot of really bad acting. You know how you said, like, at the beginning of this episode, like, that uh, paranormal, uh, Paranormal state. Paranormal state. How like you see like the genuine fear in someone's eyes. Like when they say like, oh, I sold my soul to the devil. Him and his buddies, like you can totally tell like they're the worst actors ever because they're just like rehashing shit that they saw fucking, you know, Jason, Freddy versus Jason, you know, movie or whatever. It's like they're that bad. Hellraiser 3. Hellraiser 3, fucking Alien versus Predator. Like they're that bad at fucking like faking a reaction or whatever, right? Like you, you, you could tell like this is not a real event or whatever right so there's a lot of dibic episodes if you have discovery plus uh, i got to i got to watch it dude i'm i'm very interested in this dibic like I, I heard um like he from that girl that video i sent you of that girl where he he like opens him up and like has like this is the fake dibic and this is the real dibic and i don't even know which one's which anymore it's like okay dude like it's just like dude this dude's a mess yeah and the and the thing is, too, so they do you want to go ahead and get into the whole Kevin Manis uh Yeah, I mean, thing. What, one last thing. I guess uh, Post Malone also gets, like, involved. He gets possessed by That's it. That's right, yeah. Which so, is, like, the worst possession thing because I think what a lot of people hold is, like, being possessed by the divot box is, like, in the video, his eyes, like, kind of glow. And it's like, but it's it, a night vision though. So yeah, it's, like, it's a night vision. So most people's eyes glow in night yeah. vision, but nothing really creepy happens. So I guess the thing is, is like Zach and him, they're literally like, this is what's going on. Like they're sipping beer and he's like, Hey, show me that fucking haunted box. So, you know, Zach shows post Malone and this is all like on, you know, video or whatever. Right. And so, you know, they're holding like a Bud Light or whatever. Right. And they walk into the Dybbuk box room. Zach touches the box Post Malone touches fucking Zach's shoulder. Zach has like one of these fucking freak outs or whatever, right? And then they're both like, oh, I saw I saw an entity and they run out or whatever. And then six months later, I guess like all this bad luck befalls Post Malone. I guess like his plane, uh, both wheels on the plane like f- like disintegrate or whatever. So that's do like an emergency landing and whatnot. Uh, he gets into a car accident, which is which is not nothing to laugh at or whatever, but he crashed it, like gets in a car accident in his Rolls Royce. Uh, And then like his house, like in the San Fernando Valley gets like, uh, like ransacked at gunpoint. So, I mean, shit. I mean, that That is pretty bad luck. I'll give him that. Those three, if that, if those three things happened to me in one month, I'd be like, dang, I'm fucking, 
Not possessed by yeah. Dybbuk. That Dybbuk was real. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, bad shit happens like that all the time. And yeah. People aren't out there like opening Dybbuk boxes or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I say, I had a really bad 2011 and I had worse shit happen to me like than that. Yeah. So, um, and I, there was no Dybbuk box to be found or whatnot. Yeah. Right. So, um, it, you could blame it on the Dybbuk box or it could just be coincidence. I'm going to fall on coincidence because the next part of the tale. I'm going to fall on Dibbit Box. <laughs> <laughs> Art, here you go. But no, Art said it the best uh, when he said, when you listen to a lot of podcasts about Dibbit Box, it seems like everybody just fucking copies each other's own homework because they just, they tell basically everything that we just told. And then, like, that's the end of the episode. But, Art, do you want to get into. The new developments. Yeah, so I don't even know how new these developments were. It didn't take us very long because as soon as you click on the Dibbit Box Instagram <laughs> or not Instagram, the, uh, <laughs> the, it's on social media. The Dibbit Box has its, its own the, social media, dude. It's in the fucking algorithms or whatever. Like you'll see fucking you know fucking you know Miami girls and thongs. This is like different angles of it. Yeah, it's, it's fucking like, poking its ass out or dude, whatever. Dude, they should do a Dibbit Box OnlyFans. Where it's just like. <laughs> If you want to see yeah, the just, le- they the just left put like chonies, <laughs> it's like a box in, in chonies, <laughs> um, oh, edible ones and shit. Yeah. So it later it comes out the uh, that Kevin Manis, who created the story, uh, actually uh, wrote most of the story himself. Kind of came up with most of the story. Kind of winged. Is that my phone? Uh, but. Um, Kind of wrote, and he he is a writer, by the way. He was one of the producers for the Possession movie, consultant, consultant in it. But he also like went off to become like co-writer. If you Google him, you'll see that he has multiple like stories that he's written throughout his days. Mm-hmm. But apparently, this is one of them that he admits, yeah, I fabricated most of the story, and. He still holds true that some of it was true, but it's like if you fabricated some of the story, like at this point, it's like you probably fabricated the sto- the scary parts of the story, mm-hmm. which are like the only interesting parts. So technically, if he just gave his mom a shitty gift, like technically the story is partially true, mm-hmm. and like the interesting stuff is not true. But yeah, uh, apparently a-, a large portion of this is like his own imagination, and yeah. like gave it. And gave it a story and gave it a name. While we were telling the first part of the story and Art was, you know, you know, chiming in saying like, there's a lot, a lot of skeptical hippo eyes yeah. when we we're telling the story. Like, why would you keep giving this thing away? If you knew it was possessed or whatever, oh, why yeah. would you keep doing it? Right? I think there's a lot of things that just don't make sense. It makes for a good story. But in reality, would you keep give? Would you give this to one of your sisters? Would you no. give this to your mom if you knew this was haunted? Would you uh, give it to your girlfriend? Like even if the- you didn't know it was haunted, like if if you gave it to your mom, like let's just say you bought a toaster, right? And you're like, "Damn, this is a dope ass toaster. I'm gonna give it to my mom." Mm-hmm. And then your mom was like, "No, I I don't want the toaster." Like, and you're like, "Like your mom has a stroke, God forbid." But like. Then she associates it to the toaster, and you're like, "Damn, this is a fucking toaster! I better give it to Art." And then I'm like, "You hey, start losing your hair." And I'm like, "Hey, dude, I actually have like three toasters, dude, <laughs> and this toaster smells like piss." Like, <laughs> I was like, "All right, well, no, I'm not gonna do this." So you give it to your girlfriend, and then your girlfriend's like, "Dude, this this smells a lot like piss, Jacob, and yeah. not even like cat piss, but like your piss, dude." <laughs> <laughs> You need to get rid of that fucking toaster, yeah. and then you just put it on eBay. Yeah, 
and write this big old long description <laughs> about how it's haunted and shit. Yeah, this uh, is equivalent to what happened here. This, so technically, he found a box that smelled like piss. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently, um, again, so like when this all starts popping off or whatever, and like it becomes a part of internet lore, and then you know Sam Raimi's company, you know, adapts it to film for the possession or whatever, right? A lot of other journalists have skeptical hippo eyes as well because it has a lot of traits of creative writing, like 101. Like, you, you know, you went to community college and you go got like that style from, you know, yeah. like something that's already been out there. Like, that's Hellraiser a, that's, 3. Dude. Yeah, that's a format that was in Hellraiser 3. Zach Bag is his favorite movie and yeah. shit, right? So, a lot of people that recognize this shit were just like, oh, wow, like there's something fishy about it, right? We can't fucking prove that it's not real. But mm, there's something fishy about it, and then people started seeing things pop up. Somebody pop, somebody caught in 2015 uh, from Kevin Manis's Facebook post, basically saying that he faked it, and that, like Art said, if you go back in history, you will not find any mentions of a Dybbuk box until he posted that on Facebook or posted on eBay, you know, in 2003. Previous to that, like Dybbuk was, you know, just a part of Jewish mythology for a possession of a person. I remember I texted you, it'd be like if we said that cheese may, if we went up to like some fucking dude from Ohio or whatever and said like, hey dude, cheese may is basically a haunted plate of cheese. And it's just like, yeah. no, that's not what cheese may is or whatever, right? Yeah. You know, or nacho cheese, it's haunted nacho cheese or whatever, right? Like, no, that's not what cheese may is. Kevin Menace, who is Jewish, he does, you know, follow the Kabbalah, whatnot, right? Uh, but he's not like all in on it or whatever, right? Uh, but he is very aware of like the lore and the myths and whatnot. And basically what he said is he goes, if anybody can find any mention of it throughout history before my post, I'll pay you $100,000 and tattoo your name across my forehead. So this was a screenshot that later was deleted or whatever, but it lived like on the Reddits and the Duck Duck Ghosts and shit like that mm-hmm. or whatever, right? But people were still pushing back. So Jason Hickston, Haxton, the guy that was, you know, wrote the book on it and also served as a creative consultant on the possession and whatever, he was like, oh no, he's just saying this now because he's not making as much money off of it as that I am now or whatever. Like he he fucked up and sold it for $140 and now he's trying to, you know, walk back, you know, what, what he wrote on eBay. But no, this is 100% haunted and mind you, the first person he sold it to, you can't find any anywhere of uh, his his being on the internet at all. Like when you look up Yosef Niske or whatever, he does he's no longer there or whatever, right? And so the the only person you can go off of is basically Jason Hickston and then the people and Kevin Manis's family and friends. So Kevin Manis's friends and family start to slowly come out and say like, yeah, we kind of just like. We wanted to support Kevin, like, in his writing endeavors. Like, those locks of hair, like, yeah, that's actually my hair. And, like, they actually, like, you know, you know, show, like, their hair. Like, yeah, see how it kind of matches up or whatever. And, like, that octopus thing, like, that was already, like, in the shop and whatnot. And, like, we carved everything that was, like, in the back of the, uh, the, the Dybbuk box and whatnot. Like, it was just a part of a hoax. And then, um, it doesn't really get confirmed, confirmed past, you know, uh, r- rumors and innuendo and whatnot until an article in 2020 2021 comes out uh, by Input Magazine. I don't, I never heard of Input Magazine, but they do like a thorough fucking investigation of the Dybbuk box. They give you the full history, the full background of each one of the owners, the whole Zach Baggins shit or whatever. And he actually reaches out to Kevin Manis and whatnot. And he asks him, he goes, so like, just tell me right now, like, is this bullshit or not? And he goes, yeah, it's a hundred percent bullshit. He goes, what I really wanted to do 
is I pro- I really wanted to achieve an interactive horror story online in real time. So as the Dybbuk box was sold, you know, most people with the power of suggestion would believe that it's haunted. They would believe that anything that would happen to them would be the result of the Dybbuk box. And he said, well, what about your mom? She had this like very compelling story about her having a stroke and, you know, being possessed by the box itself. And she goes, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't coach her at all, but that was just my mom being a really supportive mom and giving a fucking Academy Award winning performance or whatever. She really did have a stroke, but again, it plays into what I wanted, like where as a storyteller, where it was just like, I wanted people to believe that this box was haunted. And then this writer of the article from Input actually reaches out to Zach Baggins' people and was just like, hey, the original owner of this Dybbuk box is basically saying that, no, he did not buy it from an estate sale. He actually got it from a yard sale from an attorney's office. We took it to the, what's that PBS show? The the Roadhouse show? Yeah, Roadhouse uh, trade show. Yeah, the road, whatever, the Roadhouse trade show, whatever. Yeah. We had it verified by one of those people. It's actually not from Poland during like the 1940s or whatever, right? <laughs> it it's actually like from the 1960s or something. Yeah, it's a it's it's from it's from New York from the 1960s. Yeah, and it was actually like Austin Powers is fucking <laughs> like yeah. white box or some shit. So it had nothing to do with Spain or Poland or anything like that. It was actually something that was made in here in America, and you could buy it out of a Sears catalog and shit, right? Yeah, and there's no Dybbuk in it and whatnot, right? And so Zach Baggins's people were like, "No, that's bullshit." Like. And I guess even Jason Hickson or Haxton came out and it was just like, no, he's just saying this now. And you know what? Maybe he did make up the story, but he studies the Kabbalah and he actually cursed this. And how dare he sell it on eBay to these unsuspecting people or whatnot and give them all this bad luck and release this demon out to the public. And he goes, I had my person independently verify that there's actually 10 Dybbuk boxes in the world. And 10 of those represented the 10 family members that got uh, they got captured uh, by the Nazis and what the, the the family of, uh, I believe what her name was, hold on, let me bring it up, Havela. Havela uh-huh. was the 103-year-old uh, lady from uh, Poland. Yeah. That all 10 of her family members had a, and this sounds like something straight out of like an anime or some shit, but all 10 of them had this Dybbuk box, and because they wanted to fight the Nazis and overturn the- They had to capture the- these 10 Dragon Balls. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, they had to release like this evil fucking uh, Jewish spirit to fight the Nazis so that way they can escape the fucking Holocaust. And once they accomplish their mission, not that not because the fucking uh, the Russians fucking, you know, whooped the shit out of the Nazis for most of the war. And then America came in at the tail end or whatever and took credit for it with the bomb. <laughs> not because that happened, but because these ancient mystical fucking Jewish fucking demons or whatever that they summoned all had to be captured in these 10 magical Dybbuk boxes. And there's 10 that are out there in the world. <laughs> and just so happens that Zach Baggins has two of those in his possession. I think he says, like, he has six now, but, like, it's all bullshit. It's. Yeah, it is all bullshit. I like how uh, they called it like the, the ten, the ten faces of of hatred or something like that. It was like some bullshit thing. It was like, I don't know. They they called it some ridiculous thing. That was like over the, the top. Yeah, yeah. It and they explained like, like every bad thing that happened, like the the fall of fucking Korea, like all these it, fucking it, things through history. It it literally feels like it's set up for like, oh, here comes a sequel. Like. Turns out there were multiple divot boxes. It sounds like the plot for the Infinity Stones, doesn't it? it? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's total bullshit. It's so ridiculous and over the top. Um, but at the same time, 
let me ask you this if if we did buy a debit box would 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 you be like that's not cool we shouldn't be opening this debit box so here's the thing right so all of this story i agree is bullshit uh-huh. and remember how i said i don't know if was it on the patreon or the beginning of this episode but we were talking about sometimes, you know, evil spirits, like, you know, how that guy said, you know, he sold his soul to the devil. Oh, right, right, right. right. I don't think that the devil actually owns that guy's soul, but I do believe that there are evil energies out there that will take advantage of a situation like that. Like, there's multiple stories of people playing with, like, Ouija boards or uh, doing seances or things like that, and maybe they're not, you know communicating with the dead or whatever that it's supposed to happen or whatever. But those things I do believe act as conduits for negative energies to do their dirty work or whatnot. Right. So there might not be a Dybbuk in that box, but there might be some kind of negative energy out there that might take advantage of that situation and run amok. And that's why I was like, we ain't open that shit in my house. We can take that shit to Seaman park. Which is a real park, by Should the way. Should take a gutter park, dude. Yeah, gutter park. I'm That's surprised the... that qualifies as a park. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, the name gutter park. Um, but um, but we ain't doing I, that in my house. I agree with you. I agree that um, that I think people give situations and places like power. Like I, I really do believe that. Like what might just be an old house to you or whatever. Like you know. This might be, you know, you bought this house, right? And, you know, there was a previous owner to here. This might be the house where, like, two people fell in love and whatever grew old and, like, died or whatever it might be. This might be the house where, like, someone saw their parents split up and it's traumatizing and, like, meant a lot of heartbreak and never want to see this house again. But, like, we add these emotional energies to them that, like, affect us emotionally. And, like... You know, things scare us, like, whether we like to believe it or not, like, you know, like, like, when it's, like, you could be, like, a grown-ass man, but if you plant that seed of, like, fear in the back of your head, and you're, like, dang, it's, like, two in the morning, I gotta go get a glass of water, dude, I'm thirsty, and you're, like, I don't want to turn the lights on and be a fucking wuss, but... I don't do it because I'm all over, like <laughs> I don't want to stub my toe. Yeah, it's like I don't, I'm kind of scared. I don't want to fucking yeah. No fucking Jason Voorhees hiding behind a corner. No fucking Frankenstein under my bed, dude. But or like, I do this a lot, where like I'll be asleep and like one foot will be outside of the covers, and I don't know why this makes me feel more comfortable. But I'm like, oh shit, I don't want the demon to tickle my tootsies, so like, I have to have my foot like back in the fucking under the blanket or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know what the blanket's gonna do to protect me against a fucking demon or whatever. But but like mentally, like it soothes me back to sleep because it's like okay, I'm protected by the blanket now. Yeah, there's there's times where like I just get up and go get water, but every once in a while, in the back of my head, I'm like, man, there might be no fucking demon in here, dude. <laughs> like, where, where it's just like, and I don't even, I'm not even that kind of person. Like, I'm not a superstitious person. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a person who believes in ghosts or whatever. Like, I don't think. But I do think there's negative energies out there that feed off of that, and it, you know, it might not be like Jason Voorhees, like you said, or fucking. That fucking Darth Maul demon out of that one fucking movie or whatever, but like the Conjuring is that what it's called? No, it was the other one that the dad was in. I know which one you're talking about, but uh, I, I thought it was the Conjuring, but never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of it's one of those. Yeah, one of those movies or whatever, right? 
But like, it might not be that, but it could be some kind of energy or whatever, right? And I do believe they feed off of that. So, I mean, I do think there is some weight to like this story, not to like completely call it a hack story or whatever, but I do think that, we, again, like you say, people place weight on the thing. So if you think that this object, right, this Dybbuk box or whatever that's supposed to represent an evil demon, a possessing demon or whatever, right, even though we know that like that's an improper way to place a Dybbuk because a Dybbuk only inhabits a person. It doesn't inhibit objects like a wooden wine box from fucking the penthouse and fucking, you know, the old Playboy Mansion or whatever, right? It doesn't inhibit that. But if you put enough weight into it, like whatever negative energies that are out there, I do believe that they can manifest in that because that's what they live off of. They live off of that fear and that negative energy. And I know that sounds like a bunch of woo-woo or whatever, but I mean, like I said, from my own like paranormal experiences or whatever, like ghosts and demons and all this shit like that, it only exists if you give him, if you give, it's like a give and take relationship, how much you're willing to, to, to give them that fear. When you don't show fear, it, it does, it doesn't have any weight to fuck with you. Like not to rehash like my haunted house story from back when I was a kid. Right. But once those energies started to like kind of dissipate is when I stopped being afraid of them. Right. Let me, let me ask you this. This is probably like some, Somebody who knows a lot about like paranormal stuff is probably gonna be like that guy's an idiot, but um, you know how you've you've had dogs, you've had plenty of dogs in your life, um, you know when you like you meet a dog for the first time and like I feel like dogs can sense fear, like they could feed off of that that element of like this dude is like sketching Sketch. me out, like so like the dog as a reaction becomes like more hyper aware and like more like like more almost willing to attack that person because they're on edge and now the dog is on edge and like it kind of creates that vibe and somehow the dog picked up on the fact that you have fear but like the person who like walks in is like all nonchalant whatever like the dog will almost pay no attention to i almost think that paranormal stuff works a lot like that absolutely where like maybe like if if and i don't know if like the paranormal thing is like ghost and demons or whatever or like you know we've toyed around with the the whole thing of like interdimensional beings or whatever it might mm-hmm. be but um i i do think if, if i agree with you with that where like if you're coming into this in like this like already like having this negative idea of something bad's gonna happen like something bad probably will happen like if this dog is gonna attack me like oh man like, this dog might attack you kind of thing but if you're like kind of passive with the dog or whatever, have you seen the movie um, Nope yet? Oh no, no, not yet. Oh, I was gonna spoil something, but I won't spoil it. Um, but uh, it kind of reminded me of of that, like as we were talking about this. But like, there is there is like this weird element of of uh of like that give and take. Like I I agree with you there, where it's like, you know whatever energy you're putting out in there, maybe it, that paranormal energy feeds off of that, off of, off of the energy you're giving out, like mm-hmm. whether it be fear or insecurities or whatever it might be. And there's the opposite of that as well, because, um, you know, I've gone to several different churches as well over my life and they, they call it like feeling the Holy ghost. And I've been to churches like, you know, where they're doing the, you know, the singing and the clapping or whatever and whatnot. Right. 
And like you feel like the opposite of that, the, whatever the opposite of fear is, like that joy. People call it the Holy Ghost or whatever, right? But then there's also that feeling that I felt that same exact feeling. You know, people you know who have seen Prince live, they've and Prince is not his music ain't about you know church shit or whatever, right? Like yeah. it's very opposite. It's holy, but it ain't the Holy Ghost. Yeah, we're talking about that whole whatever, right? The we're talking about yeah. the holiest of holies. Um, and, you know, and I've, it's happened to me like at, you know, several different concerts or whatever, like that, that opposite feeling, that opposite energy, that, that good feeling or whatever, right? That, that overwhelming of euphoria or whatever, where I believe like good energies manifest with that as well. And it's like, it, it, it's like that balance too, like where it's like that yin and yang, where it's like, I do definitely, yeah, there's negative, negative energies out there, but at the same time, there's super positive energies out there too. And it's how much you're willing to feed those two energies. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I think that man, there's moments in in life where like I legitimately think like I I like you know when you're get together with your family for Christmas and oh lot, and it's just like everybody's like super enjoyable and like you're just watching the even if you're Charlie just, Brown's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> eating pumpkin pie. Yeah. Even if you're just like driving around town just doing your like it's you know, it's like six o'clock and it's already dark out and you see you're seeing Christmas lights and people are being a little bit more joyous or whatever. I don't know how this Dybbuk episode turned into like a Charlie Brown Christmas or whatever. Yeah. But fucking like even then like to me like there's an electricity to like Christmas time. Absolutely. Now like, I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. There is an energy, there is a vibe, there's like a beauty to it. And like I I agree with you there. I still find it like I think some of it is like with like Post Malone like mm. like thinking like oh his plane broke down. As you were saying that I was thinking like do you remember when Kim Kardashian got like kidnapped and like yeah. Kanye West had to like cancel his show and like fly to Paris to like pay her ransom and all this shit and then she was like Married to Kanye West. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, somebody might say you are cursed, Kim Kardashian, for being married to Kanye West and getting kidnapped and all this shit. But she, I don't, it's, as far as we know, we don't know if she opened up a Dybbuk yeah, box. We were yeah. going to say that she didn't or whatever. But but, but I, I just think, like, there's so many things. Like, you talked about your 2011, where it's like, was, there, yeah. there's so many, like, you can chuck it up to, like, bad shit just happens in life. Like, yeah. it, it literally does but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's you were haunted or you this or whatever. But I do think that there's people that'll that'll just mentally go there, mm-hmm. be like, ever since I fucking opened up the divot box, I've been having this or whatever. You know, it's just yeah, th- that's that's and then the, they f- and they feed down that energy line, and then that's why bad things continue to happen, uh, as opposed to like okay, like. For example, like if you called me and you said, dude, this new Ninja Turtles fucking game that I'm playing on Switch is the shit or whatever. It's got all the Ninja Turtle games on there. And instead of following that path of like, oh, yeah, man, that's cool, man. I remember when I played fucking the Manhattan Project, you know, back in the day. That was my favorite game on Ninja Turtles or whatever. And mm-hmm. I remember eating pizza and this, da, 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 all this good energy, whatever, right? We're going to follow this energy, this this path of good energy. No, instead, man, I'm gonna talk about shit that fucking sucks in life, and fucking I'm gonna go down, you know, a yeah, negative light or whatever, and it's gonna fucking, you know, you can conti- you're gonna continue down that negative path or whatever. And I think, and I think this again, like with the owners of the Dybbuk box or whatever, like, and even Zach Baggins himself or whatever, that's they're giving weight to these things, yeah, and you're feeding these energies that are out there. So I mean, it, it's it. 
this it's a super interesting topic because you can play with ideas like that. But at the end of the day, I do think it's cheesy that there's people out there selling fucking Dybbuk boxes online when it's a bullshit story. Be- yeah, I think it's cheesy, but at the same time, I think it's only in America type of thing where it's yeah. like, man, that's fantastic. I want to get a Dybbuk <laughs> box and put fucking Don King's face on it or whatever. I'm going to start making Dybbuk boxes. <laughs> selling them on Etsy? Selling them on Etsy and eBay, just like become a fucking billionaire. <laughs> and be like, that's how I did it. I'm the new Oprah Winfrey. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the dibbit bot king yeah it's just like i just show up like with wearing a fucking crown and be like they call me the dibbit king <laughs> yeah i don't know i think it's i think a lot of it is is i think a lot of it is bullshit i'm not saying that like it's all bullshit but it's also fun though too right yeah. like if you if you like creepy you know paranormal it almost reminds me of like creepy pasta or oh, it's yeah, just like, yeah, very creepy pasta. Yeah, I mean, the fucking Slenderman, it was the fucking tale that was told on fucking mm. the internet or whatever, right? And then two girls believed it, right? Yeah. Knowing that it was a work of fiction, but believed the Slenderman was telling them to fucking kill their friend and whatnot, right? Like, so it's a... Yeah. To, to quote Trent Reznor, black is really white if you believe it. Yeah. And on that note... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything else, man? That's it. I mean, I do think that it, I don't want to say, oh, it's possible, but it's just like, I do think that if you believe something strongly enough, like, you will manifest it into like, and and then you, you hear that shit with like, I'm going to be a billionaire, blah, 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 blah. that shit don't work. Get but, your vision board out. Yeah, but I do think that, you know, if you think that, man, this thing is possessed, like everything, like, your mind will go there every time. Mm-hmm. Like if you think like, I I I relate it to like Cubs fans. Like Cubs fans thought they were cursed for forever. And if you ever listen to like Chicago radio, every time they were in the playoffs or something like that, like or it, somebody would get hurt or something bad would happen to the team, it it would go back to that like losers mentality that the Cubs had for so long. And and I I think that it was because of that, like because whether people believed in the curse of the billy goat or didn't, like it was in the back of their mind, like the self conscious part of it, where it's just like, oh, there's that curse again. It's just like, here we go, the Cubs are about to like blow it again. You can mm-hmm. have like Sammy Sosa on your team and all this shit. You can be killing it and like, you know some fucking fan reaches out and like <laughs> steals your steal, joy. Yeah. It's like that. There was a loser's mentality to the Cubs mm-hmm. and it was just like something about the the Cubs. And it was just, and I, and I do think that that translates to divot boxes. It translates to like Ouija boards or it translates to whatever it is, the, the negative thing and positive things that you can be like, you know, I don't think, I don't think the the Lakers are like a golden franchise, but at the same time, like let's face it, like the Lakers, like like there is a mystique to to the Lakers jersey. There is a mystique to like playing for the team that Shaq and Kobe and Magic Johnson play and LeBron James play, and they play in L.A. and it's glamorous and it's cool and like seventeen championships. You know, like, yeah, there is that. It's like the polar opposite of the Cubs. Even though the Cubs have won, but like the Cubs just constantly have this like loser's mentality of like, oh, please don't beat us up. Kind of thing. <laughs> I can play good. Yeah. But. Yeah. So nice. Nice yeah. episode. So uh, anything else you want to add? That's it, man. 
Tell you my boo boo too, Shella. It was Jackman Shella. It was Warren. Happy day, Labor Day week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So with that said, guys, if you have any Dibbig Box stories you want to share with us, guys, I highly recommend you hit us up on all the social medias at artandjacobdoamerica.com. Uh, except for Twitter, we are at artandjacobdoa1. Because goddamn, Jordan, that's just sometimes, just sometimes, that's just how a steak is done, man. You got to get all that negative energy out of your life and just put some fucking steak sauce in your life or whatever. You know what I like to do sometimes if I have like some leftover like A1 sauce, if I'm eating like pork chops or something or whatever, right? And I have like a piece of bread or a tortilla or something like that. I just like to like sop that shit up or whatever, like with the meat juices and whatnot. Huh, that's so weird. It, yeah. You know what I bought <laughs> yesterday? I bought some uh, Panda Express orange chicken sauce and then I made that with like chicken and bell peppers and onions. Dude, it was really good. I highly recommend it. It's like cut out the middleman. Cut out the Panda <laughs> Express and just go buy it yourself. I was like, this is like better than how Panda Express makes it. Well, God damn. Yeah, dude. Sometimes that's just how fucking chicken's done, huh? Yeah, dude. Panda Express, dude. Use Cutting pro- you out, dude. <laughs> Use promo code Art and Jacob yeah. for 10% off at Panda Express, guys. But anyways, guys, if you want to help this podcast in any way possible, guys, I highly recommend going on over to the Patreon. Over at patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America. Well, this week, Art and I, we have a pretty cool fucking podcast this week. It gets pretty intense. Dude. It does get pretty intense. Like I it's tell starts- one of the worst, not worst, one of the meanest jokes I've ever told. Yeah, I had to take a step back. You were being very virtuous with what your point was, which, you know. That's, how, that's to- the kind of person I am, though, dude. And then like, you took it there, and I was just like, so I love you, man. You're pretty Pretty cool guy. I, 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 take, I take it to some pretty dark places. but Yeah, you went from the holiest of holy to the... Fucking gutter park, baby, but it, it, it it's all good. But nine times out of ten, those episodes you hear on the Patreon are better than the actual episodes you're hearing for free. This week might not be any upset exception. So head on over there, listen to that episode. Like Art said, it does get pretty intense. Like it took us like twenty minutes in between to kind of recover from that episode to record this one and whatnot. But it was a really solid episode. Go on over there. Tell me what you think about that topic. I don't know if I'm gonna spoil it. James. No, I don't spoil it. Okay. Anyway. James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. James Gunn, why are you so into the NRL? I was telling my girlfriend that yesterday. We were watching Making the Cut, which, by the way, is like one of my favorite shows ever. But uh, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, did you know that James Gunn is like super into the NRA? And my girlfriend was like, what? Are you serious? And I was like, yeah. Apparently, his name's not even James <laughs> Gunn. It's like James something else. But like, he, he just wanted to call himself Gunn. But. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, head on over to the Patreon. That helps us out there. Donate $1 to get access to a bonus episode every single week. So head on over there. I believe we're at episode like 115, 114 or something like that. Uh, you get access to the entire catalog. Uh, but other than that, guys, if you want to help support this podcast in any other way, I highly, highly recommend hanging on over to artandjacobdoamerica.com uh, where Art has supplied links to our official T Public store. So buy yourself some merch. And like I said, guys, it's not so much to help us financially, but it does help get the good word of the Orange Jacob Do America podcast out over there. As Every time you wear those shirts out in public, maybe you're at the pumpkin patch, maybe you're out there buying a Dybbuk box at an estate sale or something like that. But it lets all those fucking people know about our podcast, that we exist, and that they can get involved too. So head on over there, do those things. If you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So Head on over there, check out great podcasts like the great and powerful Sofa King, who I do believe they do not cover this topic yet. So, no, we beat them to the punch. So, no, no, we, we definitely beat them to this one. And maybe they did cover it, and it's like one of those episodes that fall off of iTunes because they've done like 7,000 episodes already. So, <laughs> but I looked it up, I didn't see it. So, forgive me if they already did. But 
Head on over there, check them out, as well as Hillbilly Horror Stories and Robots for Eyes. But with that said, guys, it's late. It's time to it's time for me to go I, night-night. I didn't caffeinate before this one. It just hit me right now where I'm like, man, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. <laughs> Art's going to watch Project One Ray or whatever the fuck he watches before he goes to sleep. But with that said, guys, goodbye. you are a fan of rapper Post Malone, you know he has not had the best luck lately. And now some believe it's because of something that he did during one of his trips to Las Vegas. <laughs> New video from Zach Baggins shows the rapper inside his haunted museum here in the valley. Now Baggins is seen touching what he calls the most haunted object, the Dybuck box, which is... Um, yeah, a box that supposedly has an evil spirit in it. Anyway, okay. then while he's touching that box, Malone is seen touching his shoulder. Baggins says Malone then saw a dark figure that night that followed them out of the museum. Uh -huh. Some people think happens. this is the reason Post Malone has had so many problems lately. And in all fairness, he kind of has had a bad streak. I just, sure. I got to be honest, his private jet nearly crashed. He got in a car crash and then crooks targeted his home. Oh, so, you know, they say bad luck comes in threes, so maybe... That's it. Yeah. And he can move on with his life and never, ever visit the museum again. <laughs> no. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, right. Wow. The, yeah, it's funny when you watch the video how he touches him and it's kind of the chain thing. But he was followed out by the dark Yeah, object, apparently. So. All right. It's like that, man. It's like this. The new gives a fuck about those. So just chill to the next episode.